0: Do you like to dine out, but you're on a very tight budget? Then the Dining on a Dime podcast is what you want to listen to. Now, here are the guys who are going to show you how to do this. Kevin Wilson and John
1: Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our great sport. My name is Kevin Wilson. Jay Cole. And today, we are overexcited because we are going to tell you uh, great restaurants down the Jersey Shore. And the purpose of this episode is July 4th coming up. I have a lot of friends. Now, of course,
2: o- the person who's downloaded this in December is like, you mother...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I got a lot of friends heading down the shore. Everybody does, right? So we're going to do one show, and that's today, that is specifically designed for you guys to uh, bring with you on your summer vacation.
2: Yeah, this is definitely the show to check out because... Uh, the shore, I mean, we try to do Philly, we try to do South Jersey. The shore is almost its own little entity. Well, um, yeah. And a lot of the places we're going to talk about, like I said, if you're somebody who downloaded this in December, first of all, how lazy are you? <laughs> Second of all, um, by a calendar. Third of all, the places we're going to talk about today might be closed in December. Right. Let's be honest, the shore is a very different animal. You know what I mean? These are places that by Halloween, sometimes even before Halloween... They are done, and their owners are back in Florida and North Carolina or, you know, wherever.
1: And what the purpose of the show is we're hoping that you guys, hey, I'm going on vacation August 1st. Let me listen to the show and then get some tips on what to do down the shore. Uh, Once again, I want to let everyone know uh, iTunes, I want you guys to give us a rating and also give us a review. But iTunes now allows you to just give a star rating for the show. So we have three physical reviews on iTunes, uh, but we have eight five star ratings. John, eight people have said this is the greatest show in the history of the world. Well, we do have relatives, so
2: that's that <laughs> They
1: just—I guess—they were bashful and they didn't have—they uh, didn't leave a review. But keep in mind, <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> keep in mind that you guys don't have to leave a review. You can now just leave a star rating on iTunes. Also, Google Play. I had an incident in my neighborhood with a woman who wants to listen to the show.
2: Lady, stop embarrassing yourselves! (laughs) Just give Kevin your number. She's like seventy-one,
1: but she wants to listen to the show, and she doesn't go on the internet. Which there's a lot of people that don't do that. Uh, If you have an Android phone, much like uh, the CIA secret, uh, the secret underground, you can actually uh, Android actually puts Google Play into your phone. So you just have to help a neighbor or a family member find Google Play on their Android phone. All Android phones already have it pre-installed. And then they can uh, subscribe to the show on Google Play. And what's cool about Google Play, subscribing to the show, is no matter where you're at, as soon as our show is posted, you get a notice saying, hey, look, they uh, posted a show. So all right, let's get started. Jersey Shore. Smackdown is what this show is, all right? My first pick, and then we're going to volley to John. My
2: my phone just let me know it's time to go do the show. Yeah, gee, thanks, phone. Like, I would have enough time to get off the couch, sober up, put on pants, and get over to the studio. Maybe you might want to let me know before, like, you know, three minutes after Kevin does his opening.
1: Well, better late than never. (laughs) Okay, my first pick is Mamma Mia's. It's at 4 West Roosevelt Boulevard, Marmora, New Jersey. Nice. Chef Joe Masalia, which is the uh, show that our show started at. We used to have a segment on uh, Joe's Table for Two on ESPN Radio. Uh, That segment was about eight minutes a week where I would go out to the restaurants and promote the show, uh, promote the restaurant. And uh, it was a Dining on a Dime segment. That's where our show started from. And now we are evolved into a podcast, an hour-long podcast. Joe just reopened Mamma Mia's at 4 West Roosevelt Boulevard in Marmora, New Jersey. If you guys go to Facebook.com forward slash Dining on a Dime 1 forward slash, I gave my photos from the old Mamma Mia's, which I was ble- I believe was in Seaville. And I can honestly tell you, and people uh, bust on me about this because uh, I'm, I'm telling you, over the years, all my foodie days, uh, Joe Masalia has an— uh, what's, wait, wait, Oyster Sambuca Florentine, uh, which are oysters made in a Sambuca sauce, and I I don't drink. I think all right, chef. Maybe you yeah, should start if he's uh, putting oysters. Oyster in there. Oyster Sambuca Florentine, which could be the best appetizer I've ever had. And he also has pizza. Nice spot. They just relocated. Uh, they just relocated the Fort West Roosevelt Boulevard in Marmora, New Jersey. John Cole, your next pick.
2: Uh, this place I mentioned briefly before. We're always trying to do uh, new places. We, you know, there are certain places that I'm always going to reference because they're always the answer for something. You know, uh, in this case, we're doing a down the shore show. I mentioned this. Uh, my first shot is going to be Wildwood. That tends to be where most of us from the Philly, South Jersey area go. Um, and I'm going to throw out the Ravioli House. Oh, okay. there at 102 East Bennett Ave in Wildwood. Um, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. People who've grown up in South Philly, people who've grown up in South Jersey, they're used to gravy, not sauce. They're right. used to that flavor of roasted long hots in their food. Uh, the ravioli house in Wildwood kind of gets it. Um, we've talked about this before. There's two sort of major influences in Italian-American cooking in this part of the country. One comes from New York. The other comes out of Philadelphia. Tons of places down the shore are all influenced by New York. Um, Thankfully, Wildwood is far enough south that you're getting that Philly influence. Uh, they do like a ravioli of the day. They have like the typical stuff you're going to see. Um, it's just done a little better. They don't go crazy. They don't have a nine-page menu. The same families run this place for decades. This is a place that is not open all year. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, I'll go check it out in April. No, you won't. You'll drive by the building And they'll let you know They'll be open the week Before Memorial Day I don't blame them That's great Um, My go-to is always And they have They're more of a chalkboard place More of like a daily specials If you can get them to do Like the sausage ricotta ravioli If that's in the house Nice uh, That's the move Especially they'll drop a long hot On the plate It comes out uh, You know you get a little long hot You get a little gravy You get a little ravioli uh, you can't beat that. I know people that are wine drinkers insist it has to be red wine. Ah, I'm good with beer. <laughs> I'm good with I'm good with a beer and I, and I'm a super happy camper that walk on the wildwood boardwalk to walk that off. Um, the service is great. The place is cute. And I'll tell you this right now, if you've gone down the shore and that's what we're going to be talking about today, you know, as well as I do, these are not going to be modern buildings, right? These are not going to be the professional staff that we'd see over at places on East Pajonk Avenue. Yeah. You know, this isn't like Nord slash James Beard level. You're down the shore. Let your hair down a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? Sort of relax. Feel the sand in your shoes a little bit. Don't Unclench. Yeah, you're spending all that time and money to go down the shore, enjoy it. Don't expect every I to be dotted, every T to be crossed. Enjoy the imperfections of the shore. Yeah, maybe the place only has one bathroom. You know, maybe the place has tables and chairs that aren't set up for today's modern five hundred pound man or whatever. Um, being one of those guys, I'm telling you, <laughs> pull up two chairs. Then, yeah. just you know, enjoy the place because the the food. I've been going there since. It'd be eighty four wow eighty five i've been hit, trying to hit there at least a couple times a year and it's never it's never not been good
1: that's awesome and i'll tell you what uh when I, cre- when I took this show from an eight-minute segment on Joe's Table for Two radio show and made it into a podcast, I purposely designed it. Which is at the paramount of our sport. <laughs> I purposely designed it to simulate Crossfire. Remember the old Crossfire show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to be me being the Philly guy and you being the Jersey, sh- uh, Jersey guy. Uh, so, therefore, I am 100% Philly. I'm a typical Philadelphian. I go down like once a year for a day. You know what I mean? I don't stay down there for a week. So I'm going to also talk about Wildwood. And when I go to Wildwood, I enjoy Adam's Restaurant, 1700 Boardwalk. Montego Bay hotel it's a, the restaurant uh, connected to it
2: oh is that I think that's over by if it's what I'm thinking of there's this really cool retro neon sign yeah. there yeah and then yeah that, that I've, I've heard good things about the and place I've not been
1: that's my go-to spot it has a great breakfast great breakfast specials oh. uh, and they also have good Italian food which you is
2: gotta a, have that good breakfast I'm oh, yeah. shore. you can't you know in, in Philly like I get it or South Jersey I, I, I get my coffee while I and I'm out the door when I'm on vacation I want a real breakfast,
1: and I love it that it's right on the boardwalk. So you know what I mean. How I'm you looking like- out
2: the window? <laughs> Believe it or not, our engineer is still Taylor. Um, I don't know if he skipped <laughs> to his monthly meeting or something, no. but I look out and the chair's empty. There's just like a beer can in his spot where there would there would be no, an engineer. He, he was
1: jogging in place. Oh, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> the so show I- is going to be six hours while he's you know. But but let me
1: tell you, Adam's Restaurant is my go-to spot when I go down there because it's right on the boardwalk, and you make a great point. A lot of people like to walk the boardwalk yeah. in the morning, and they got great breakfast specials, and, and, it. and it's a good spot. So Adam's Restaurant uh, is at 1700 Boardwalk. John Cole.
2: Guys, go down there, take pictures, and send them to us when you hit these places. Yeah. Um, these are places that are, you know, again— You're not going to see them. It's a little bit. I don't want to say theme park because that is a negative connotation, but it's down the shore. There's a certain motif that you're not going to get on East Passyunk Avenue, that you're not going to get in Morristown or Cherry Hill, or you know Mm. what I mean. That's kind of why you're going. Um, I'm going to stick in Wildwood, you know, and then I'll start moving up the board and a little bit up the map a little bit. (laughs) But uh, I can't not mention Maui Dogs. Oh, uh, because he's yeah. in North Wildwood. Uh, first of all, he'd be upset if I didn't mention it. <laughs> Love you, Mike. Plus, he has great shirts. But he I've has seen gr- your shirt. He has great shirts. <laughs> um, more, Most importantly, he has really good food. This right. is a guy that's been in the industry for decades. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be part of New Jersey's Best Hot Dogs oh. with NJ.com, Peach Genovese. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I have not eaten everywhere in this state. I haven't eaten at all the places. Pete has. Oh, no. I haven't eaten at all the places. New Jersey has a hot dog ambassador, a gentleman by the name of John Fox. Nice. Um, this guy is like an expert. And when I say expert, he will look at a picture of a hot dog on the internet and tell you who made it, how they cooked it. I mean, this guy is... Right. Um, the best hot dogs I've tried uh, in that competition were Maui Dog. Uh, They use Hoffman sausages, which are kind of considered the top of the food chain in the hot dog world. Um, Hot dogs have a lot of fans out there. Right. Um, Good friend of mine, Tracy, we talk back and forth on Twitter all the time about hot dogs. And, you know, she's a, you know, nice looking professional woman or whatever. Uh, She gets herself into a dog when she's off the clock and she knows her stuff. These are people who will go to down in Wildwood. They will get in their car and they will shoot down literally hot dogs parking lot and leave. Nice. They're in a great residential neighborhood in North Wildwood. Uh, my call there is many of his hot dogs are delicious. If you like a little bit of fire, get something called Better Call Saul, Okay, eat it, take a deep breath, and then text me thank you. <laughs> I think we got one more
1: before we go to break. After our break, uh, the expert for Jersey Shore besides Pete Genovese, John Howard Fusco. Well, he's we'll
2: down be, there. He actually
1: lives well, there. I yeah, mean, right. So he'll be, he'll be giving will – We're taking you,
2: pot shots, but he lives on the range. Well, so. Me
1: and John are just going to keep quiet and let John oh, Fusco absolutely. take over. Absolutely. So, all right, my next pick before the break is a place – I'm lucky enough my mother's cousin, Eileen, lives down the shore. So when I used to go down the shore with my mother, uh, we would meet up with Eileen, and this is the place she took us to, which I loved. Alfie's Restaurant, 3401 New Jersey Avenue in Wildwood. I had a couple of great stuff there, but I really enjoyed the veal. Well, anything veal there is good, and I was taught that by my mom's cousin, Eileen, who lives down in Wildwood. Uh, but my next pick is Alfie's Restaurant. They have uh, a sauce that's called Jackie Sauce, and that is what I would recommend. Get something with the Jackie Sauce. It's a white wine, lemon butter type sauce. Oh, wow, that's super nice. So that's my next pick, John Cole. Can we squeeze in one? We
2: got one minute. I think we can squeeze in a quick one, okay. and I'm going to mention it. It's it's Joe's on the Boardwalk. Um, I don't not go. I mean, they sort of. Oh, I'm sorry, Sam's. I said Joe's. I must have been thinking of my next pick. I'm. Uh, I I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. I've been going to this place for a really long time. Uh, there are 2600 in the Boardwalk. Uh, they're almost like an indicator of summer coming. Okay. You know, they start, they're really social media savvy. They start letting you know, hey, look, man, we're getting ready. We're opening up. We're cleaning up. We're doing this. We're doing that. When that window drops, when that door opens, there's a line down the block. Wow. I've been in that line in previous years. This year, I think they counted something like 37 people. Uh, waiting for that door to lock, and I'll be the first to admit this isn't some kind of super fancy brick oven pizza place that you know they've imported the recipe from Apulia or or something like that. This is good, old fashioned mid century Italian American pizza. Wow, done at the shore. And to be honest with you, there weren't always a ton of places in Wildwood and at boardwalks. Atlantic City always had good pizza, but some of the other places like Stone Harbor. Uh, just didn't have, you know what I mean? They, they didn't have that depth of pizza. Go to Sam's. Sit down. Literally, it's like walking into 1977. Get yourself a real Coke. Stop with the Diet Zero <laughs> lemon, green, lime. Get yourself a real Coca-Cola. And have a Get yourself time. a slice of pepperoni pizza. Take a deep breath. Enjoy the shore and think about, this is the way it was in the, in the 60s. This is the way it was in the 80s. This is another place I've been going to... Sam's Pizza is one of the very first places I drove to when I had a license and my very first vehicle, which was a terrible, right. falling apart uh, Blazer, K5 Blazer. This thing was held together with duct tape. Somehow I got it through inspection. One of the very first places I went, down to Wildwood and hit Sam's Pizza. Nice. Sat there, pizza on my dashboard. It was a great experience. Okay. Well,
1: while we try to get John Fusco on the phone, uh, let's go to a break.
0: You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com.
1: Okay, we are back. So John just gave you a great tip on Sam's. Uh, My next pick, I'm in Wildwood too, but John said he's going to go up the coast. Uh, While we're waiting on John Howard Fusco to call in, uh, my next pick is... Uncle Bill's Pancake House, which I don't, I think I, I think everybody's been there. LBI. <laughs> L, uh, no, this is in uh, 4601 Pacific Avenue in Wildwood, oh, in New Wildwood. Jersey. Uh, it's the go-to pancake house. Uh, great breakfast spot, but they're only open till uh, from seven to one. And uh, what do you think is the best thing there, John? I, How about Uncle Bill's I, Pancake House? What would you think?
2: I've got to believe that that's <laughs> uh, it's pancakes. Hey, but all you right. never
1: know. That's the go-to item there. Uh, Uncle Bill's Pancake House, forty-six hundred one Pacific Avenue in Wildwood is a really good spot. But I got to be honest with you, I went there a couple times and it was good, but nothing spectacular. And then I had the pancakes and I was like, wow, that's really good. So that's my next pick, Uncle Bill's. John Cole.
2: I am going to shoot way, way, way north from Wildwood because I don't want to hear people say, oh, it's the Wildwood show. Uh, yes, full disclosure, the two shore communities I've been to, well, the three shore communities I've been to the most, Long Beach Island, which I grew up outside of, right. we'll get to that a little bit later, uh, Atlantic City, which I occasionally worked in and around when I wasn't working in and around Philadelphia over the years, and Wildwood, which is where I kind of went to just you know have my own vacation. Uh, So I want to kind of stretch it out a little bit. I am going to run north up to Spring Lake, New Jersey. There are going to be some people that will say, that's not technically the shore. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it is. It's it's close enough to the ocean, and people have summer houses there. Um, They have a huge tourist industry. So yeah, okay, maybe the ocean spray isn't hitting me in the face, but that's the shore. A lot of people would say that's probably where the shore starts. Maybe 100 miles from Wildwood? But the Jersey Shore is long. Most of this state is Jersey Shore. You can make the argument that the shore is both North and South Jersey. Right. Central Jersey. Uh, Pete Genovese has commented before about how much the shore actually covers. So I'm going to talk about a place called St. Stephen's Green Public House. Oh, okay. Uh, I love Irish pubs, as people have heard me wax nostalgic about McGillin's about a zillion times, we'll tell you. Uh, St. Stephen's Green, I discovered accidentally about 10, 11 years ago. They've been there for decades. Spring Lake is like the westernmost county of Ireland. Uh, the Irish flags are flying everywhere. Irish names on mailboxes. So not surprisingly, the pub is very much a public spelled with a K right. house. Uh, You get the kind of dishes that you would Expect now people are thinking I don't know if I want shepherd's pie down the shore Okay fair enough but it's Delicious Wow, it's absolutely Delicious I'm one of those guys that when I go on Vacation I like my friends and family Let them do whatever they want After a while I get real tired of the uh, touristy food and the crowds and the sun and, you know, I'm, I'm about three shades lighter than mayonnaise So I, I, you know, I'm <laughs> blistering my, it looked like I got like radiation burns on my nose by day three of my short trip. Right. I love nothing more than what has been called by Irish friends of mine, Irish sunblock, okay. which is where I find a quiet bar, which is dark. The air conditioning is cranked to about October and uh, I can get a glass of beer and really good pub food. I don't have to have everything, fish, fried, chips, whatever. Yeah. Um, this place is uh, on NJ uh, New Jersey State 71, 2031. Kind of runs by the water in Monmouth County. Uh, place is excellent. Absolutely get in there and check nice. it out.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, we're still waiting on John. <laughs> uh, next pick. Is a place you know the cliche places? You know what I'm talking about, John. The cliche places I really think are mostly duds, You know when people try to do different things, uh, but I really like the Doo-Wop Diner. It's uh, that old school, classic looking diner, Forty Ten Boardwalk down in Wildwood.
2: Wildwood. Uh, uh, that's one of those places you kind of have to go.
1: Yeah, because it's just know, something yeah. to look at. You know what I mean? And it's it's all old school stuff, and I just think it's. Uh, I just think it's a nice-looking place. I wasn't expecting uh, great food, you know what I mean, because a lot of those things are uh, are just for looks, but uh, they, their burger is pretty good. Uh, the fries are frozen, <laughs> but the burger was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the burger was good, so uh, keep in mind at 5.30 after our break, we're going to be speaking with John Spotila, who is the... Uh, president of the Global Cause Foundation. And what they do, John, is they rescue uh, pandas in China. Oh, wow. And they bring them back to the, you know, they keep the population going. And he's going to tell you, and here's the thing about John. That uh, foundation, uh, IMAX, has just
2: uh, created a new movie uh, called Pandas. Oh, nice. Which is about them. Those yeah. movies are incredible. When you go see those those nature films, yeah. and they're in IMAX or RPX or whatever,
1: yeah, those I hear things you. are
2: amazing.
1: Yeah, and uh, he'll be joining us after our five uh, thirty break, and uh, we'll be talking to John, and John is the president of the Global Cause Foundation, gcause.com, and he will be talking about the new IMAX movie, and he'll be talking about uh, saving pandas in the wild in china. So
2: you see this, you can probably donate to them. So I'm not not only am I making you fatter, we're going to be making your wallets lighter.
1: We're doing it
2: all here. How much more can we do for
1: you? I hear you. I hear you. Uh but we're uh, we're ready for your next pick, John.
2: Uh you know what? I'm going to get this one out of the way. This is a place I've eaten at a lot over the years. It's sort of adjacent to my old stomping grounds backyard long beach island. Uh there were a few places that I went to pretty regularly on LBI when I was growing up. Um, we had our friend uh, John Howard Fusco, who as soon as he sobers up, he'll call in, <laughs> and Marilyn Johnson, Philly Grubb. Right. They were down on LBI with, uh, I think it's Fearless Restaurants, and they did all these sort of really nice higher-end places like the Plantation and Daddy-O's. Go check out uh, Philly Grubb's page. Uh, you know I'm not that kind of guy. You know I'm not putting on a shirt and tie if I don't need to. Yeah. I don't want to put on long pants if I don't have to. All right. Um, a place that I've been going to maybe 25-ish years. I'm trying to think of when they opened. They started as a little stall next to a movie theater, and now they've had a restaurant for about 14 or 15 years, maybe more, and that's the Chicken or the Egg. Nice. Once upon a time, uh, uh, everyone calls it Chegg. Chicken or the Egg had the best wings in the shore. Uh, since then, other places have kind of jumped up, found uh, you know better wings, this, that. I don't know. I know the Pope of NJ Food Peach Annunziata said he's found better wings in the LBI area. Uh, okay, I'm not going to argue with the Pope, but I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know about that. The wings I've had at Chegg are pretty much top of the food chain, and that's what it is. It's a glorified wing place. They do some breakfast. It's real funky. It's nice. very much like a, a. It's a beach shore type place. Nice. Uh, shoes are kind of optional. Right. Um, and again, this is getting back to what I was talking to before. Uh, You see someone just kind of sitting out there. Uh, This is the shore. You paid for this. You came out this way. Somebody walks in, sits at a table, sand on their feet. You know, their hair is all wet. That's the Shore experience. If you don't want that, stay home. Check out our East Pass Young show. We named a ton of places where you can spend 200 bucks and eat.
1: And I'll tell you what. Uh, Diamond,
2: dining on our hundo will be next season's show. <laughs> It'll be suits and ties and $48 meals. While we're doing Dining on a Dime, I'm going to give you places like Chicken or the Egg. I think it's reasonably priced. They have a sandwich named after the place that is delicious. I will say this before I kind of let Chegg go. When they tell you the wings are hot, and I've right. given people this advice before, they are not effing around. Right. They are very
1: serious. When they tell I believe you, John Fusco said that on the last video. Yeah.
2: List. When they tell you, you know, they have barbecue and a few other flavors. When they tell you they have wings that are like seven alarm radiation burn wings, wow. they're not kidding. So, you know, check your ego. Um, you know, think yeah. about it. I know everybody wants to be a superhero. Like, I could totally take that. You totally can't. <laughs> <laughs> you totally can't. <laughs> so think about it a little bit and order something that you're going to be able to eat and not have to have your spouse identify your body a few hours <laughs> later in the morgue on the mainland. <laughs> We're going
1: to be heavily relying on John Cole because uh, Fusco, I think, uh, Backed out on us, uh, and I only have five picks left. <laughs> so
2: anyway, Oh, let- by the way, Chegg, is 207 North Bay Avenue in hey. BKB. It's right there. Well, Kevin started giving addresses, and that was <laughs> almost too much like homework. So thankfully, Google at least gives me addresses. Well, let me tell you why
1: I gave you addresses. Because I'm typical all Philly, 100% Philly. Like I said, I designed the show after Crossfire on the, uh, CNN. And it was supposed to be, you be the all-Jersey guy, I'll be the Philly guy, and we go back and forth. So I'm a typical Philly guy. I go down the shore maybe once a year, and, uh, you know, so I needed the research no, to make I got sure. You. I need, Well, I needed the research to make sure, hey, is that still Absolutely. on the menu? I mean, still- I don't want to tell people, hey— Pork Milanese is the greatest thing. <laughs> and, 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 no, we and stopped then they doing there that. Like, or the well, place is closed. It's
2: closed. Well, I did that one day. I went to I. I recommended versatile Schmidt at Running Terminal Market, and they had oh, yeah, closed yeah. like the month before. <laughs> and, and you got a text during the show. <laughs> I got a text during the show. Somebody texted me. They're like, dude, I love you, but that place closed a month ago. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Keep in mind, we talk about a lot of joints. Yes. We can't, even if we ate out three meals a day, we would still never cover more than 20 places in a week.
1: And I'll tell you what, if you guys go to PhillyRestaurantReviews.com, uh, I have a. Uh, uh, 10,000
2: photos. There's, like seven, <laughs> there's hundreds of
1: restaurant reviews and, and photos. It's really hard to keep up with uh, what's open what's not open. So oh, real quick, let me just tag yeah, this absolutely. on Chicken egg
2: too. Absolutely. Because uh, I only
1: got five. They,
2: no, they do more than wings. They do more than wings. In the okay. beginning, it was a wing place. Uh, they have burgers, which people like. They have uh, pancakes. They get very good pancakes. Yeah. Which on LBI is tough. I'm going to give you one or two other LBI places good. that... Uh LBI, most shore places do pancakes pretty well. Nice. Or waffles, because that's what people want. Let's be honest. You're down the shore, you're out drinking. Yeah. You wake up at, you know, when I wake up at the crack of noon at the shore, you know, I kind of rub the sand out of my eyes, get, you know, run in and out of the outdoor shower yeah. by the $10,000 week <laughs> a week house my wife made me rent, and out I go. And I'm looking for something to soak up all that beer. And the first thing I find is almost always... Pancakes,
1: nice, and then I believe Pete Genovese recommended uh, Crunch Chicken in Ocean City, and they opened a spot. They opened a spot at 11th uh, Street in Philadelphia. So if you want to take, uh, you know, take advantage of Pete Genovese's rec- uh, recommendation when he was on the show, uh, Crunch Chicken uh, from Ocean City is also just opened in 11th uh, Street in Philadelphia. Now let's go to a message. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at
0: facebook.com, that's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one, on Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one, Instagram KJW1972, and for sponsorship opportunities starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at Dining on a Dime at yahoo.com.
1: Thank you, William. Now, William is our announcer, and uh, just so everyone knows... Classes was-
2: up the joint a little bit. He's, <laughs> he's wearing grown man clothes. He's the only one in the room, literally, that has long pants on. Yeah, he just... Uh, he's the grown-up. Yeah, he's the only one in long pants, and... Uh, so I'm curious, who's having the alcohol fail? Is it the engineer <laughs> unable to get a hold of John Howard Fusco, or is Fusco face down on a deck somewhere? <laughs> I mean, Got I don't care. I, I, I it's summertime. I, I'm, I'm surprised Taylor comes to work. I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just so everyone knows, he just, he just popped into the studio for beer because, money. No, I don't blame we're me. We're having issues getting a hold of people. Give, uh, give,
2: give him twenty bucks so he can get a case. <laughs> look at the poor kid.
1: So, uh, go ahead, John. Your next pick is we have a guest issue.
2: Uh, my next guest. Oh, you know what? I'll stay on LBI for a little bit. It's kind of a little bit of a backyard for me. Uh, it's Mustache Bill Steiner. Uh, This place, Pete Genovese has been to this place Guy Fieri has been to this place Uh, um, I've been to this place More times than I can count Uh, They're on 8th Street in Barnegat Light Which is the far side Of um, You know, the north side of LBI It's one of those places where it's retro The guy really knows His business over there Um, Again, you know what I mean They're doing their breakfast 50s style place get the pancakes you've you've probably seen on dining diners driving and dives he does he does faces you know for kids he'll do like a santa claus pancake guys like a real artisan um one of the things i particularly like over there and you guys know i'm real kind of petty about this is i need someone to be able to cook breakfast meat yeah I need you to be able to properly cook Scrapple. I need you to properly be able to cook breakfast sausage. Not those terrible little frozen links, but like real breakfast sausage. And pork roll. Do me a favor, please. Don't give it to me burned. Don't give it to me super raw. And one of the things I particularly like is uh, when I go over to Mustache Bill's, I will get uh, what another diner has called the J. Cole stack, which is... Pancake pork roll, pancake pork roll, pancake pork roll, right. and an egg on top of it. Uh, maple Sierra pot sauce. And the truth is, they're, they're, they're cool with that. They're absolutely cool with that sort of uh, going off menu. If they have it in the house, they will put it on the menu. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely,
2: uh, very few people have not had good breakfast at Mustache Bells. I had someone last year come up to me and say, "Oh, yeah, I heard about that place, and it's not very good." And maybe you're not very good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. I hear you. All right, my next pick. Uh, we're trying to get. We're having an issue with guests. That's what the uh, problem is. Uh, my next pick is going to be the Tun Tavern. Uh, that is at Convention Boulevard in Atlantic City. It's right next to the Atlantic City train station, uh, which, in my opinion, going from Philly to Atlantic City is best by train. Uh, this is the Tun Tavern. Uh, I wasn't expecting much because usually uh, establishments that are right next to, you know, train stations or whatever aren't really that great, but this was a good plot, a good spot. Uh, I always go to Atlantic City on the train, and I had a while before my next train, so... Uh, Tun Tavern has a good burger. So if you're going to the Tun Tavern, uh, it's right literally a walking distance from the train station. And uh, uh, that is my recommendation. If you go there, I like the burger. I think the burger is really good. Just so everyone knows behind the scenes, we're having a hard time getting a hold of our guests. So we had two guests today, and we can't get in touch with them. John Cole, your
2: next pick. I don't really know if we need <laughs> somebody. Really, yeah. Small bites is barely in like the top ten of shows <laughs> for food in our area. No, I'm just joking. I Throwing love those shade. guys. <laughs> now nah, I love those guys. I'm only kidding. All right. Uh, I'm going to jump up the menu. The menu. Uh, the, the menu. <laughs> you can tell the story of my life. I think of a map as a menu. Uh, And I'm going to jump up to one of the lesser known places along the shore. And I'm sure the residents who live there like to keep it lesser known. Right. And that's Lavalette, New Jersey. Nice. Which is uh, people who know Jersey a little bit. You get off the parkway to Tom's River and you turn left. Um, And this is uh, 3626, Route 35 in Lavalette, and it's Patty's Kitchen. Wow. This place has been there for a long time. And they have really, really, really – I don't want to say that restaurants like Turning Point uh, bit off Patty's action. But when you see restaurants like, what, First Watch or uh, Turning Point, these kinds of places that are essentially short breakfast places that have now been corporatized. And you see them everywhere in malls and strip malls now. Uh, Patty's is one of those places that that's where they started. When people started being gluten free, she had them covered. When people started eating lighter, they had them covered. Right. When jokers like me came along insisting that a burger had to be stuck between two waffles <laughs> and you know nine other kinds of meat, she rolled with that too. Uh, the last time I was there, they did sort of like a brunch burger for me. They made me like a burger sized patty with breakfast sausage. Uh, egg, pork roll, uh, you know, in an excellent waffle. Nice. I just, and this is a place where Lovolet's a little bit different. I generally tend to break up the shore into two kinds of places, places with boardwalks and places without. Places with boardwalks are super touristy. Right. Places without boardwalks tend to be residential. People aren't looking for day trippers. People aren't looking for weekend renters. These are people that have been paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for decades to own beautiful houses. So the restaurants tend to be different. Okay. You know what I mean? They're not like, you know, the wham bam thank you, ma'am, pizza joint that closes in a hundred days. These are places that tend to be open all year. How about that? And you get I would I don't want to say better meals, but you get real depth. Nice. Um, you know what I mean? They're able to keep their staff the whole year. For example, over at Patty's, I've gone that way for biscuits and gravy. Literally, thrown friends in the car, thrown family in the car, thrown my wife in the car. Gone to get biscuits and gravy. Uh, it, it's absolutely delicious. Okay, something has worked correctly. Oh no, on the no, show. he's a little late <laughs> now. No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm not interested okay. in South Jersey's uh, second John. No, no, no. It's, not John. it's not John Cole. Uh, not John uh, Fusco. It's right now. We have John Spatillo on oh. the phone. He is the president of the Global Cause Foundation. Uh, John, how are you?
3: I'm doing great, Kevin. It's great to hear your voice.
1: And I just want you to tell our listeners about the great work you do. Let's talk about the Global Cause Foundation at gcause.org, correct?
3: That's correct. Gcause, G-C-A-U-S-E dot org.
1: Awesome. Tell us about it.
3: So uh, Global Cause is a small nonprofit that we formed in uh, northern Virginia in 2007 to work with China in an effort to save giant pandas in the wild. Um, um, let me give you a little bit of background. Just sure. Take your time,
1: that. John. we got plenty of time.
3: Okay. So um, there are currently, we think, as best the surveys tell us, less than 1,900 uh, wild pandas left in the entire world. And wow. of those And of those, about 1,000 of them are adults and um and the rest are cubs basically so they live in uh, areas of china uh, that have been encroached upon and lots of threats to habitat and they're very vulnerable to the changes uh, that that could occur because of the global climate change crisis and so we became very concerned about what we could do to strengthen the wild population now Again, background. I've been a business executive. I was a presidential appointee in the Clinton administration. I've been a small business owner and a practicing attorney, actually, in the Philadelphia area for many years. Wow. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a scientist, but I do know something <laughs> about leading organizations. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, about um, in 2005, I was invited by the Chinese government to go to China to talk with small and medium-sized business owners of small business development because I had worked in the Clinton administration helping to run the SBA, the Small Business Administration. And um, when I got back, my brother, who is an environmental scientist at Jackson University, said what you should really do is focus on uh, putting together a nonprofit that can work with China to, to respond to global climate change. Wow. And um, and so my brother, Jim, who's the professor, and I and my wife, Sherry, who was not my wife at the time, but is the person who had spent 20 years building bridges between the U.S. and China with her own nonprofit. Wow. We formed this uh, nonprofit global cause, just the three of us. Um, we funded it ourselves. We worked for free. Wow. We went to China. We talked to a lot of scientists there. And when we got to Chengdu, Uh, Jim and some other scientists talked to them about the potential threats from climate change and they asked us to work with them to try to save giant pandas in the wild because pandas live on mountains and when it gets hot they move up to the top of the mountain. They can be separated from their bamboo. They can be separated from one another. And so this was an area that had not been studied and an area where they needed help. And so we decided that we should do something about it. Now, um, you know, I do it because I love pandas. They're at risk and I want to help them. I do it because I believe strongly that we should each give something back to make the world a better place. But I also do it because it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) You know, when you're working to save pandas, there is never a dull moment. (laughs) And, (laughs) And so, you know, I think, Again, this is my, I think each of us, because again, we're not paid for this. We just, we're doing it because it's important. Right. But we like working, we like not only working together, but we like the idea of working with people in China who share our love for pandas, who work with us as real partners, who um, we who work with us to overcome the, the differences in language and culture, to try to solve a, a, a problem with with uh, implications for everybody, for our children, our grandchildren, and so forth. So it has been an exciting process, and it's one where, you know, we're a small nonprofit, and everybody can help. And we set it up so that everybody can help. People can go to our website, gcause.org. Nice. And they can join our Wild Panda team, and they help us because we rely on those small donations and the support we get from individuals to make it possible to support scientists who work in China, you know, on, on saving these pandas.
1: Now, let me get this straight: they're, you're saving giant wild pandas, and they're only down to 1,900 total of them. Is that right? In the,
3: in the, in the world. In wow. Less perhaps, perhaps, less than 1,900. So here's here's the idea we've come up with, and we and you, you know, the Chinese through their brilliant science have have worked out a way to breed pandas in captivity successfully. That's why we have pandas in the zoo, like the Washington zoo or the Atlanta zoo. Right. Um, but no one has figured out successfully how to take panda cubs that are born in captivity to mothers who were born in captivity uh-huh. and uh, turn let them go in the wild and have them survive and supplement, strengthen the wild population. Wow. So um, we came up with an idea it relied on the scientific work of one of our scientists Ben Killam from New Hampshire who has successfully raised uh, as orphans black bear cubs and released successfully more than 100 of these cubs into the wild in New England That's and fantastic. we're adapting his methods to work with panda cubs on a a long-term effort and if we and if we can do as we think we can Our scientists will not only be able to successfully release cubs that can survive in the wild, but they can maintain a connection with these pandas so that our scientists can learn more about what pandas need in the wild and what actually happens in the wild. So we think it's really vitally important, and and that's why we do what we do.
1: And that's at gcause.org. You can help out, you can find out more information, but let's get to the exciting news. Uh, tell us about tell us <laughs> I, about the new IMAX film pandas, narrated by a very good friend of mine, Kristen Bell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell she us about a, that. He does a
3: phenomenal job. Well, you know we we started working with IMAX in 2013 to build to get them to do a story about our project. They nice. came to us. They had heard about it um, through the work with bears in New Hampshire, and we spent five years with them to. Uh, get this movie done. Now, getting it done was not only—it wasn't even so much of uh, uh, persuading them because everyone wants a movie about pandas—but right. to build an effective working relationship with China, to get approval from the Chinese government, to get yeah. the cooperation needed to film this in China, that was our responsibility. And right. we worked. With, we worked with China. Uh, we were there every day for filming. Um, we're really proud at what a terrific movie it is. A 42-minute movie, and I think it's showing at the Franklin Institute regularly. Oh
1: my goodness! Uh, on that
3: big, on that big 70-foot-tall domed screen. There.
1: How exciting is uh, that?
3: It, it it is a spectacular movie, and it's about the story. Uh, it's a based on a true story. One of the cubs we raised our I say we meaning our combined science team right um, is, is a female cub named Chen Chen and she was released into the wild the first for the first time and when she was in the wild she was attacked by animals and injured and our scientists using our approach our that connection I talked about right. were able to rescue her in the wild and the movie not only is an IMAX filmed movie, you know, recreated, but it includes actual documentary footage from the rescue of Chen Chen that IMAX, with its technical brilliance, integrated into the movie. It's really that, an unbelievable. That
1: is so cool. And I want everyone to go to Gcause.org. You'll learn more about the Global Cause Foundation. And you said that the movie should be playing at the Franklin Institute?
3: I'm pretty sure it plays there on a regular basis.
1: Oh, yeah. wow. that is uh, That is exciting.
3: And, it's, and now it's also if people if people are in Philadelphia, of course, it's playing in some other places. But oh, you have great. To go, on, go online. And check that out. Yeah. it's a, And and it will eventually be coming out on DVD. I think
1: so. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, my good friend, personal friend, Kristen Bell is the narrator. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's great. John, do you have any uh, other social media be, besides G dot org that we can promote? Or is that the main way to get a hold of you?
3: the best way to approach it is through um through gcos.org. It's actually kind of interesting. We do have Facebook and Twitter. We use it more for some communication. Our Chinese partners uh, honestly are very cautious about uh, using social media. Sure. You may think that's odd, but you know, we are very deferential to to their preferences. Uh, so we use it for communicating information. The website's the best place has the best information, and that's fantastic. Uh, it's a great way to begin. And and I'll tell you what, and, if if um, you
1: if you think about China, that's a huge accomplishment to be able to do something in partnership with them. You know what I mean? You're probably one of the few. I think it is. I, I...
3: Yeah. Well, and it shows you, know, it, 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 particularly at a time when it's when it's not unusual people want to bash China and think of them as an enemy. Not an enemy. I mean, they've been great partners it's you know we're different. We have different languages, right. different approaches, different cultures, and you know if you but if you work with people to solve a common problem, right, and work like real partners, it's amazing what you can accomplish and it's Incredible just a, things, and it's a
1: know. bigger accomplishment for the Global Cause Foundation because it's it's a very impressive feat to be able to work with China, right?
3: Absolutely, and 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 it's not just so much for us, but it's for the people that we're trying to help.
1: Wow,
3: I mean, ultimately is... it's for the pandas, it's. We do, we do a lot of work on education also we work with some school groups and we, right. you know, we look for opportunities to support education so we're very focused on we're, we're trying to make a difference not for us but for you know, for the people that depend on, on our cooperation to be successful.
1: John, it was so uh, exciting to have you on the show. What an interesting topic G uh, org, and they can help out, right right: And I can't That's thank
3: you. Right. They can join our wild panda team. Okay. And it's it's, it's explained on there. It's inexpensive. And it's it's a great way. It actually makes a difference. We do rely on those those, uh, team members to help us.
1: And, John, thank you so much. Check out the Franklin Institute uh, for the movie Pandas by IMAX. And, uh, John, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Uh, It's been a great pleasure. Thanks for having
1: me. Have a great day.
3: Great. Thank you, You too. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, we're getting back to our picks. That was John. I can't tell you how awesome it was. I saw a preview of the movie. Kristen Bell is the narrator. It was really cool. Don't you cool. know her? I know her personally. She's a. <laughs> Don't you know her? Did you mention that during that bit? Yeah, I, mean, I, I said it three times. Uh, here's my next pick. Is in Atlantic City. And oh John's God,
2: they're not serving Panda. Are they? Because no, that no, would no, be no, a no, poor no, no. taste. But, uh, Panda Express.
1: <laughs> my next pick is my next. Oh, my next three picks. So I'm hoping John goes a little bit around the uh, jersey shore because my next three pigs are all from atlantic city and then that'll do it no uh, that's
2: fine i mean let's be honest that's where the bulk of the restaurants down the shore are that we would and talk that, about
1: and that, like i said i'm the philly guy so i go to wildwood or atlantic city that's pretty much it uh my next pick is the irish pub 164 st james place in atlantic city uh the original irish pub and what i love about that is uh I don't know if you even know this, but uh, you can stay there overnight for like fifty bucks. 60 I've stayed
2: bucks. there before. <laughs> I've also been asked to leave there before. And one of the things I love about the Irish pub is every day everybody starts with a clean slate. Uh, when I was in my twenties, I was an absolute jerk. Right. And disrespected a server there. Nowadays, I would never do that. Right. Had a chip on my shoulder attitude. Blah blah blah. I was asked to leave. Maybe a year, year and a half later. Uh, I was staying there for a while, like two, three nights a week. Sometimes oh, wow. I was there. And uh, they remembered who I was. They knew who I was because of my size. I'm not particularly forgettable. Right. Uh, the giant chops, which were even bigger back in the day. Um, and they just, you know, they always had food, they always had room. If you would stumble out of a casino at five in the morning right. and maybe only had four, five, six bucks in your pocket, you could eat there. They'd <laughs> find a way to get you something to eat and a glass of beer. And I'd always thought to myself, this is kind of what heaven looks like. Yeah. It's an Irish pub where they're always open all the time. Breakfast is great. Long before people found out what an Irish breakfast was, right? they were doing it. And And it it was delicious.
1: Now, let me ask you a question. I had no idea there was no air conditioning on the $50 room. No.
2: (laughs) When I stayed there, it was usually autumn. uh,
1: I was there in August, and I had no idea that the $50 room did not come in air conditioning. (laughs) That's what it's a sauna. I I was up all night, like, literally losing gallons of fluid. All right, John, your next pick.
2: You know what? i um, I'll tap another one in Lavalette and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, Lavalette is one of those more closeted non-boardwalk communities. I have a lot of listeners amongst family members, cousins in law, that sort of stuff. They're like, "Oh, man, you you know you're tw- you, you know you're on the radio like an old man. You only talk about places that have been open for like 50, 60 years." Right. Maybe I do that. I, it's not anything conscious that I do. I right. just tend to go with what I know. Uh, this is a place that I had cousins-in-law ask me to go out to three different times. And it's called Pizzeria Cucuza. I might be saying that wrong. Okay. Um, they're at 3564 Route 35 North in Lavalette. Everybody knows I love Italian food. Everybody knows I love meatballs. I've been in meatball competitions cooking. I've been in meatball competitions judging. Meatball competitions hosting. Their meatballs are absolutely delicious. Nice. This is a place that's been open a couple of years. Nice. And they are v- pristinely clean, no matter how busy the weekend is. Oh. They are a block from the beach. And they have probably the best take on a roast pork sandwich. People are wondering, why are you talking about this place? Right. Uh, meatballs are great, but you can get great meatballs anywhere in <laughs> <under> New Jersey. <laughs> right. um, you can't get great roast pork everywhere. They understand to use like the 3X provolone from the Bruno brothers. Yeah. You know, they don't mess around. Uh, they know how to cook broccoli, Rob. They use a little salsa verde, which is a little bit different. And I mean the Italian salsa verde, not the, you know, Tex Mex Tex-Mex kind. Right. And that's fine, it makes the sandwich a little bit uh, wetter. Yeah. Which for me is fine because when I get a roast pork sandwich at the Knicks, right. I have them dip it. When I get one at Tony Luke's, I have it dipped. Right. So if you like your sandwich like I do, my roast pork sandwich a little bit all wetter, they, they do it a little bit differently. So they don't really have a dip per se. Salsa Verde really helps. Place is reasonably priced. And when you're down the shore, kind of like when you're in Philly, parking is an issue. especially in an area without a boardwalk because they don't always have public parking. Nice. When you live in these residential areas, they're not really into tourism and day tripping. Right. These are homeowners. You know, who the heck wants, you know what I mean? Who wants that in their neighborhood? But the parking by Kakuza is great.
1: Oh, wow. Now, my next pick, and I'm dying to get your take on this because I think these guys got the best scam in Atlantic City, <laughs> okay? Uh, here's what happened. I'm, Caesars? No, yes, I, they I, do, I'm, I'm, I'm staying in, and I want to get this in because I still have three picks and we only have eight minutes, but I have to talk about this. I'm staying at a hotel, and the mate, uh, I asked the concierge, I said, where, where would you recommend me taking my uh, female friend? And he goes, <gasps> I got a spot for you that you can only get in if somebody recommends you. Female friend, hold it, on a second. So just, oh, the, the, that's just, the bigger news. So anyway,
2: anyway. Forget the restaurants. So, Who's this lady?
1: It was Kristen Bell. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I says, "Look, uh, where should I take uh, you know go?" He says, "Well, I got a place that you can only get in if I tell you, if I give if you give a name." A pol- and I was like, "Really? A police social club?" <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Chef Vola. It is called Chef Allah. It's the best scam. I mean, it's the best place in Atlantic City. It's about seventy-five bucks a person, and uh, it's in like a, 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 a like a uh, basement, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you and the, the 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 all the concierge down there are saying, "Well, you can only get it in Chef Allah if I give you if you if I give you." If I give your name to them, which is total horse manure.
2: Yeah, that's a way. And I, I appreciate anyone who makes who's looking to hustle and make money. Uh, this I'm is, not saying anything about the food. I'm just saying they got the greatest hustle down there. No, that <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been there. It's, it's very good food. It's good food. And it's, yeah. and it's a very to the hype. You know? oh, let's put it this way. They've hyped it up to the point where I don't think it could be up to the hype. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when you go to a place like the Polizzi Social Club here in the city, you expect there to be really good food. Exactly. Uh, Chef Ola is, is really good short food, right. but I've had food just as good at some of the places we've talked about. I'm not throwing shade here. It it is. And I didn't have to go through all the hype. I didn't have to stand on my head. I didn't have to duke my doorman at 20 at the hotel to make a fictitious text. And
1: and here's the thing. The concierge telling me that I can only get in there with him giving my name had me to the point where I went there three times. (laughs) Yeah. It's a story. Why would I go to a regular restaurant? I I can only get in this one unless the concierge. it's, It's
2: like the folks who do dinner in Blanc. Right. Uh, you guys are out there sweating, wearing white linens in August, and it's always hot and humid. The weather's (laughs) terrible. Um, you run around, set up a bunch of tables and chairs, eat a ton of food while you're dehydrating. Um... Dining on a Dime might be setting up dinner in khaki at one point where it's a bunch of people in khaki shorts All and right. we're just, you know, we're eating around food trucks or something. Because I got to tell you, hype is one thing. Yeah. I'm not going to wait for a secret text to get me into a club so that I can have braised yeah. gazelle, it was crazy. Um, you know, a tablespoon of it for 300 bucks. But
1: I believed that nonsense to the point where I went three times. Oh, I did too.
2: <laughs> we had a ton of family down there and we, you know, it's, oh, go ahead. just saw, I give a guy 20 bucks, he texts. All right, right. And we went, we had a good time right. it's a small cramped joint it's good, good food, food but it's down a basement it's in a basement it's yeah. a cramped joint the service is sort of like a little bit european and that they got a little attitude uh, they got about the it. greatest hustle that-
1: down there that's for sure let me give you one more pick because this next pick is on the facebook page facebook.com forward slash dining on a dime one forward slash you'll see my photo i went to carmines in atlantic city john i want to get your thoughts uh food was okay nothing didn't blow me away but it was okay but my problem was the blackboard uh, you can only order off the blackboard, and uh, yeah. larger than the average bear like us, it's you know you're kind of getting in people's way of their meal to look at the blackboard. <laughs> uh, at uh, that moment, they did not have a, a
2: mobile. I'm fifty fifty on Carmine's, and yeah, I'm not thrilled with it. Uh, I love as I was accused by family members. I love all places, right. But I think at a certain point, you have to make, and it's funny, people will laugh at me for referencing this place almost every time I'm on the air anywhere, but a place like McGillen's has been in business since 1860. They've found a way to remain who they are and sort of roll with the times a little bit. Right. And I think a place like you just mentioned, Atlantic City, mobsters have been there, politicians, Boardwalk Empire, they got to roll a little bit with it's 2019. Yeah. Cause- You've got way more competition than you had before. Um, Some of the places I've mentioned have food just as good or, in one case, better than their food. So a little bit you have to kind of realize people are bigger. People have bigger expectations. People have deeper pockets. Right.
1: And it could have been just me, but they did not have a mobilized menu. No, it was not. I had
2: to listen. I had
1: to literally maneuver
2: to get You know, I had an aunt in law wound up. We had to leave. Oh, really? We went there. We ate there. It was good. We brought her back there. You know, she's a large woman. Older years, yeah. not quite so flexible. Uh, she was very uncomfortable. We yeah. wound up leaving. And no no offense to them. Yeah, um, The food has been good.
1: Right. And just keep in mind, today's show was all about the Jersey Shore uh, we've given you tons of tips. John has gone into Long Beach Island, et cetera. I got one
2: last one in Ocean City. Oh, let's get real quick yeah Real quick. We've tried to cover everything. LBI, Wildwood. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to Cape May. Cape May is almost like its own show. Right. Uh, but uh, this is a place I love. I've been going there for a long time. It's in Ocean City, 709 East 9th Street, Augie's Omelette and Waffle. Oh, we've okay. talked about pancakes. I felt like we got to just throw this place out yeah. there real quick. Uh, go check them out on Instagram. Uh, we're kind of running out of time here. I don't obviously they're doing omelets and waffles right they're doing both really really good nice they will make me a omelet waffle sandwich if i ask okay if they're not i mean obviously please don't go sunday morning when there's a zillion tourists banging out the door (laughs) but you go over on a wednesday maybe before or after memorial day or labor day they're still open they're happy to mess around a little bit that's nice uh they did a nice riff on chicken and waffles they do a really nice riff on pork roll egg and cheese in an omelet um You can find them on Instagram at Augie's Omelets and Waffles. Uh, Just really, it's what you go have a short breakfast for.
1: Okay, John, let me ask you a question because we only have two minutes left. No, 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 go ahead. You are the ultimate expert. If you were to take any place that you gave today, if you were to pick just one, what would be your one?
2: Hmm, that one's pretty tough because it would depend on what you want. The Chegg? For the Shore experience, I would say probably Chegg or Augie's. Okay. Because I want to go down, and I'm way more into brunch or breakfast than dinner at the shore. Because let's be honest, the sun goes down, you start drinking. Right. You can just bring (laughs) me wings. It's the truth. You can bring me wings at the bar. You can bring me sushi at the bar. Buckaloo's on LBI. Uh I have had more dinners at their bar than I've had at their tables. Oh, wow. Um, But breakfast, I need to sit down. I need the dark glasses. I need to catch my breath. I need my middle-aged body to process all that beer from the night before. I'm
1: glad you said that, because Uncle Bill's, which what I gave you, is packed down the street.
2: I need to be able to process the French toast, the Scrapple, whatever. And I need it to be quiet for an hour or two. And Chegg isn't quiet, but Chegg is really good. Augie's, maybe the food isn't quite 100%. All the time, but it's quiet. Nice. There are bigger places in Ocean City that get more attention, and you can sit at Augie's and and unless I'm wrong, Augie serves Ellis Coffee okay. from Philadelphia, nice. and that goes a long way. When I smell the William Penn roast and I get like the real milk and real sugar to the table, none of that you know chemical sweetener, right. whatever. I'm a happy camper.
1: And I'll tell you what, John Cole proved that he is the ultimate dining expert. Uh, we gave you all kinds of places down the shore my recommendation to you is when you're going on vacation just uh, you know take this show with you all right, Dining on Dime, yahoo.com. If you want to uh, love us or hate us, send us an email. Dining on Dime, yahoo.com. No,
2: if you hate us, keep the email. I don't <laughs> care. I, I assume it's middle fingers <laughs> and poop emojis. We're good. But we tried to give you everything. Yeah. Hot dogs, pizza, yeah. um, Italian food. Uh, we've tried to hit everything. And we even had technical difficulties that we worked through. We had technical <laughs> difficulties. Uh, go find, uh, what was the name of it? G... Source. Gcause.org. Gcause. Go send them money. And if you've ent- got enough money to listen to us and eat out all the time, send those folks some money. They're well, trying to keep pandas off the extinction list. The most
1: I- I interesting thing about that interview was I didn't know the panda population is down to just under 1,900. So that's interesting. Uh, pandas, the movie, IMAX. It's at the Franklin Institute. Call the Franklin Institute. Find out about the movie. Uh, oh. Next week, we have a huge show. We will have one of the hottest indian restaurants in new jersey in studio that will be next week i also will be talking with two authors uh over the phone and you guys will enjoy that uh july 28th live from tattooed moms at fifth and south uh, we will be doing a live show as a part of Podfest. uh we're working on the show now it's taking a lot of our time to plan the show That will be July 28th. We will be live. So if you want to come meet us, uh, we have 4:30 p.m. July 28th. We will be at the Tattooed Moms doing a live. Are show. we
2: going to have our usual vagrants? Jim one, gym well, two, gym, gym one and seven, gym
1: two. You can meet them also, and then uh, we're going to, you know, <laughs> if you juggle, come on down. <laughs>
2: I know, right? I was gonna... <laughs> okay. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening and have a great week. And we have a good time with them. Thank you, Taylor. Without him, you would just be listening to dead air for an <laughs> hour. Stay hungry, everybody.
0: <laughs> to uh, view hundreds of restaurant reviews and photos from. Philadelphia restaurants, and to get more information about the Dining on a Dime podcast, go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com.